0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. All right, welcome to the number one Bengals podcast, and I'm joined as always by Doctor by, by John Sheeran. I'm sorry, actually, Doctor Hoji, the Doctor Kismoji can't be here. And that is because he is on a book tour. He's written a book, John, I don't know if you know, about his vegan diet. It's called the Veggie Crunch Diet. And he claims, he claims he's lost four pounds and he's come out with a line of slim clothing for heavy men called H.E. Slims. And the clothes, he says, are made out of 1,000% recycled materials, whatever that means, which includes sewer waste and human hair. No animal hair, but yeah, human hair. So so Dr. Hoji is not here, which is unfortunate because we have perhaps the greatest guest in the history of mankind. I'm talking about Bengals Director of Communications, Emily Parker. And for you, those of you who don't know who she is, first of all, shame on you, first of all, because she is one of only three women in the NFL who are the PR managers for NFL teams. And it is International Women's Day just passed. So this is a good time to catch up on her history. And she has a BA from Syracuse in Broadcast Journalism and Psychology and graduated with honors. And she was a reporter for Indiana's WLFI. Then she was public relations, social media contributor for the Heisman Trophy Trust. Then she was Fox Sports manager of communications and their publicist. The Bengals were lucky that she grew up in Cincinnati, loves the team, and decided to help the team and work for the team because she is the most qualified person in the world for that position. So with that, I want to welcome the very, very, very special Emily Parker.
1: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. And that was quite the introduction you gave for me there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sorry. We we're short on time. I had so much more I wanted to say <laughs> about you. But thank you, Emily. So so yeah, so tell us. Tell us about what you do, what it's like, what 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 yeah, what's your job, your background, everything.
1: Yeah, so I've been with the Bengals almost five years. And in my job, I oversee all of the communications, which includes internal and external communications. That means I do things like work with players and coaches on all of their media appearances on the local national level, podcasts, radio hits, all of that. And then I am also involved in our content side of things and the strategy around our internal platforms, which include Bengals.com, our app, social media, TV, radio, all of that. And so it's, it's a fun job. I get to touch all aspects of the organization and, um, yeah, I'm ready to answer any of your questions.
0: That is amazing. <laughs> and you, uh, Emily, if I may say, you are part of a triumvirate of powerful women that work for the Bengals, right, along with Elizabeth Blackburn and Marissa Contepelli, who are revolutionizing the, the team. And and I am a big fan of all three of you, really big fan. Okay, actually, I just, I just came out with the article about Elizabeth Blackburn saying how she is going to really changed the trajectory of the team and i just want to i just want to dispel a rumor if it's okay i was accused of being a mouthpiece for the team they were saying that the team is leaking things to me in exchange for positive a spin so can you please just tell our viewers that i am not a puppet i <laughs> can you yeah i don't i don't i don't have some sort of inside information with the team
2: are you sure you don't want to rephrase that real quick? Because I feel like you just kind of contradicted yourself a little bit there.
0: John, you're not you're not helping. Yeah. But, but look, okay, Emily. Look, let us let us get right down to it. Okay, so we have a lot of questions from the fans, and and John, and and and, and myself. I, I guess my question is what I know the least about is how the team handles medical issues right? Because we've had some mysterious injuries and they've lingered. And we've had a lot of rookie injuries that we didn't foresee. And they've been done. And, and from afar, a lot of people think maybe the, the medical staff is undermanned, if you will. And look, I am all for efficient healthcare. You know, I get the job done with no waste at all. You can ask John, I got every one of my staff members no, no, no don't, don't listen
2: to don't listen to him. He just got us a a, a first aid kit from Dollar Tree. Like that's that's not exactly yeah, what he's talking about. Yeah, everybody
0: about. for all of the staff. That was like three or four dollars right there. And then no, but I I I I'm very careful with the COVID protocol. Right, I, I I make sure that everybody is safe. Yeah, with I, I provide the 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 pack the packets for the COVID. John, right?
2: Yeah, you just got this free face mask from those from those vaccination sites. I don't know. I, I don't know what you're trying to spin here. I, I think. Yeah. I think you, yeah, you want, yeah, you, you want to continue gonna- with us.
0: No, it's okay. But I mean, I'm just trying to say, so what are we missing? When when they, they look, is the medical staff, is it up to par? You know, is it? What, yeah, go ahead, please.
1: I mean, injuries are a part of football and we've obviously had some bad luck when it comes to injuries, but that has nothing to do with our medical staff. In fact, we've got some of the best rehab guys around. I think a lot of people, when you talk about Nick Crosgray and how he's been able to get so many players back from ACL injuries and other stuff, and he's obviously working directly with Joe Burrow right now and, you know, I think that, yeah, injuries happen. It's no fun. And they've happened to some of our high profile guys. But we've been able to get these guys back because of proper rehab and all of that. And I think that's what you'll see again this year.
0: Okay, that's good. That's good to clarify that. Okay, so my co-host, Dr. Hoji Delektriksmoji, I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard of him, right? He's a famous guitarist. He So he has he has some suggestions. If, is it okay if I share... He wanted to share those with you, Emily. Is that okay to pass yeah. along to the medical staff? Okay, so... These are Okay, He has a lot. I'll just read some of them. One is to train the players in salsa and tap dancing to improve their coordination. Another is what he, he proposes is called the cabbage soup diet. I don't, I don't know. That sounds really kind of gross. But another is to have the players wear their birthstones during practice and to journal their feelings after games. He is very serious about coffee enemas weekly for the defensive players and bi-weekly for the offensive players and a stuffed emotional support animals that, that players can carry with them to away games. So, so these are some of the suggestions he is proposing. I don't know if you, if you wrote those down. You can, you can go back and, and watch this later, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, so I, I
1: guess. appreciate those suggestions.
0: <laughs> no,
2: no no one really knows why and how he, he got to be a doctor, but that's just what he tells us. Um, <laughs> Emily, I, we had a question from a fan on Twitter. His username is at r underscore spatula. And he actually told me yesterday that he put down a deposit for his first ever season tickets. And so he's really excited about the direction of the team. But he was actually curious in regards to you, what do you think makes the Bengals organization and really its fan base, I guess, unique compared to around the league?
1: Yeah, I mean, we think we have the best fans in the country and I think that you really see that passion and that's what we really want to tap into on game day. There's a lot out there about how we want to revamp the game day experience to the point where you need to be in Paul Brown Stadium. You know, obviously, fans watch around the country on TV, and we appreciate all of that support. But what we really want to do is have fans have a reason to come to Paul Brown Stadium. Obviously, it starts with winning football. We understand that the number one priority is to win games. And we've got a lot of excitement around Joe Burrow and our young core that will make us win games which is the number one goal but we really want to feed into that energy that our Bengals fans have and the passion that they have you see everybody dress up in the stripes and really just lean into to the whole jungle theme and so I think that you'll see noticeable changes around Paul Brown Stadium on game day we're really playing into the idea that you know, diverse, we've got a diverse fan base. And some people want to go because they want to party during the game. And some people want to be near the action and cheering as loud as they can. And some people want to be in the club seats and maybe entertain clients. And so we're really tapping into all of the different fans that we have to really customize the game day experience. And I think it's going to be unlike anything you've seen before. and, And we really hope you'll join us this year.
2: If you can expand a little bit more about, like, what, what is the Canopy Crazies? What what are these new um, benefits that season ticket members are, are really expecting? What's, like, the difference between what we've seen in years past and what we can expect in 2021?
1: Yeah, so I think the Canopy Crazies is really kind of targeting that millennial generation that has that fear of missing out and wants to be a part of a unique experience every game where they can post about it on social media to show they were there. And so as part of the package, they get an exclusive T-shirt. So I think that can be really fun that we're excited about all of those Canopy Crazies just to really own that atmosphere up there.
0: Yeah, th- no, that's just great, Emily, because Canopy Crazies means something completely different in our village. It's the, yeah, it's the kind of the ex- more extreme members of the the king's retinue who are, are just, you know, calling for war and, and just kind of, and so that 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 is, it's so great to hear it is more a peaceful approach. But you know, uh, Emily, so... Uh, I, ha- I have some questions about communication, which you direct, right? So before you arrived to the Bengals, I believe the communication for the Bengals was we had, I would write letters to Mike Brown and he would re- respond personally to every letter. I, I estimated probably around, you know, 20 to $25 just on postage he would spend for letters. It's crazy. It's crazy, and uh, and 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 now there's just so much. The social media has blown up. You know, I am, as they say, feeling the burn. You know, Elizabeth Blackburn. Yeah, and on the one hand, we love the engagement, we love the transparency from the players. But what do you do when you have like a social media outburst, right? Like, like we had Bobby Hart. We had Bobby Hart. Who was that? Was that handled inside where he was talking about you know some some very controversial things about about the virus or about education or about let's say prescription medicine you know so so i know that he he just kind of cut that out after a while so so how do you hand, handle that kind of a stuff
1: yeah i mean i think social media is something that obviously is a big part of our generation right now and so it's a balancing act with the players because really utilizing it in a way to connect with fans In a direct way is something that we see a lot of success around, but it is a balancing act. And, you know, we talk with our players to remind them that it's easy for something that they say to be taken out of context to be used as you know whiteboard material bulletin board material to be on ESPN on sports center on any of that stuff and so really it's just a constant reminder that yes we all use social media and it's a great tool but you have to be sure that you're doing it smart and and using it in the right way
0: that's great so john if you if if you want to ask uh, another question or we can go to the reddit questions oh yeah we got to get to the reddit ones there's a lot <laughs> of them there we have a lot of reddit questions yeah. we have a lot we have a big following on reddit so one question comes from guards rats, user guard rats. That is a very very sad name. But he says, what are you doing to combat the perception that the financial bottom line is more important than winning? Now let me just say, this is very frustrating, and it hits me, it hits me personally hard because I have the same thing. John used to say you're cheap. He used to he used to call me all the time. He said, you know, DNH Sports Headquarters is freezing. You know, and I and I got him gloves. He said, you know, the parking is too expensive. I validated the parking. Tell him, John. Tell him about. Yeah,
2: I think you just yeah. dug your own grave there. I don't, I don't. I don't know about.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a clever trick. You know, I had one of those quarters. Uh, you know, uh, with the with the a string attached to it, and he can just keep putting it in, pulling it out, and it's free parking. And and similarly, the Bengals just last year they spent 150 million dollars or so on free agency, and and it's still people are, don't trust them. Look, Duke Tobin just came out and correct me if I'm wrong. He said we're going to get all the big free agents. We're getting all of them. We're going to we're going to stack that offensive line. It's going to be amazing, and and you still have people saying, you know, like when I when my article about Bernie, and, and and people were like, oh, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, you're seeing it; it's different already. So, so what else can the team do to kind of erase the memories of you know like these these stupid rumors like Mike Brown swims in the money bin? Come on, that's not true, right, Emily? I mean,
1: yeah, I. I- want to reiterate, winning is our number one priority. And as Duke mentioned yesterday, over the past 10 years, the Cincinnati Bengals have been in the top half of the league in terms of spending to the salary cap. We will spend on players. We have shown that time after time, but we do so in a way where the salary cap, the way that we manage it is done in a way that allows us the ability to re-sign our own players to have cap flexibility. We'll be able to take advantage of that this year because I think some teams are in a a lot more... more of a cap stress period with the salary cap potentially going down. And so yes, we spend on players. You may disagree with, which players we spend on but you cannot say we do not spend on players and so we like to reward our own players who've proven that they deserve a second or a third contract which you see a lot and free agency is hard to predict but last year we were very active in free agency and it should be fun next week to see how it all shakes out
0: yeah i mean yeah. i guess a follow-up question on that emily would be that so uh, who day gym number one on Reddit says, would something like a indoor practice facility help in terms of changing that image and bringing in free agents that maybe would go to other teams, you know, maybe showing that it is a new day, which it is, but you know, just showing them.
1: I don't think an indoor practice facility has anything to do with that. You know, we obviously got big free agents last year. So I don't I don't think that's an issue at all.
0: Yeah. I don't either. It's, 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 you know, it's just some people don't know where to spend their money. I'll just tell you. So I go to an ice cream shop and I see all these people wasting their money. What do I do? I buy a cone, 10 cents, 25 cents, 50 cents, max. You want to get a waffle cone maybe. And I get as many free samples as I want. And I put them into the cone and, and boom, I have the greatest ice cream cone ever. No wasted money. It's because it's because look at, look at how I dress. See, I understand economics. I understand business. And, and and so do the Bengals. And I love to see that.
2: Just look, just to just, yeah. just just preface there, like Daddy whole, in terms of like what to wear and to work, he's listed as business homeless. So I wouldn't really take that into too much context. But we actually had a comment from the comment section saying, can John please ask the questions? I feel like people are kind of tired of you talking. So I'm going to ask Emily the next question. Emily, you've been with the Bengals for about a half a decade now. And I feel like you and your team have made a lot of progress in, in terms of what your side of the business is. is. Is there any like goals that you feel like that you've successfully achieved in your five years? Are there any other goals in the, in the near future that you feel like you're on the precipice of achieving?
1: Yeah, so I think one of the things that I've done, and and John, you know it, is I've really tried to reach out to the blogger community. I think traditionally, we've worked with traditional media, which includes obviously things like the Inquirer, local TV, the Athletic, all of that sort of stuff. But we recognize that there is a whole set of Bengals fans that is consistent. Consuming Bengals content in different ways. And so, really trying to understand how people get their Bengals news and what they want to see within their Bengals news to kind of customize opportunities for people that kind of started kind of on the fan side of things and really just writing fan related blogs and podcasts, knowing that there is a big fan base that likes to listen to that content and, and seeing if we can work together to help them amplify some of their platforms. And help get our message out to, to to different audiences.
0: So, Emily, I don't know if you know, but real quick, I want to take a brief minute to talk about eBay. Because if you have dead stock or latest release, you find the exact shoe you're looking for from eBay. And they have author dictators who will authenticators. determine.
2: It's been four weeks, yeah. authenticators.
0: <laughs> yeah, this, they have a sneaky other dictators, oh sorry, a sneaker, uh, yeah. And they verified the box and the logo and all that stuff. And for uh, people who have shoes over $100, which I, I have no idea where you find those kind of shoes, but yeah, it is free to you know flip your collection. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today, eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection, Emily. just Yeah, you can do that. And all the bangers can do that too. Look, Emily, another question from Reddit, from the Bopper00. The Bengals, there is leaked pictures of the Ring of Honor, you know, of banners all over the stadium. We know it's coming, right? Ring of Honor, on the way. Is it? I I feel like you should know more about it than I do. That was a good attempt, though. That was a good attempt. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'll just just say is Elizabeth Blackburn mentioned in her vision on bangles.com. And if you haven't read it yet, you definitely should. It's an awesome piece that really plays out.
0: I haven't haven't read it. I've memorized it. (laughs) It's
1: awesome. But as she says in there is we are working on ways big and small to make sure that our Bengals legends get the recognition that they deserve. And obviously you saw recently social post that called out the league for not including Ken Riley in the NFL honors piece. And I reached out to the league and, and they apologized for doing that, that it was oversight on their end. But we're going to be vocal in those scenarios. And we're really lucky that, you know, we do have somebody like Jeff Hobson on our staff who does have a voice. He has a vote in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And it is our goal to get more players into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And so I think, you know, you'll see over the the coming months how that kind of will evolve. But you'll see a lot of content around it. And I, I think we're excited to, to show everybody just all of the Bengals legends that we have, I think we've done a really good job the past few years from bringing them into Cincinnati, allowing them to kind of relive their glory days and had some really great events as it pertained to the 50th anniversary and the 1988 Super Bowl anniversary team. We've got the anniversary of the 1981 Super Bowl team coming up this year. So I I think there's going to be a lot of fun stuff as it pertains to honoring our Bengals legends this year.
2: So so just to clarify, the NFL did apologize about not mentioning Ken Riley, but they didn't mention anything about inducting him into the Hall of Fame, though, because I feel like that should also be kind of a part of that apology.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I do too.
1: And trust me, Jeff Hobson works harder than anybody behind the scenes to to get the voters. And I think we were excited to see Willie Anderson in the mix this year. And obviously, yeah. the next goal is to get him further in the process. But I think we're going to work with Jeff to get him the, the content and talking points and everything like that to really help him amplify his case, because he does have an inside voice. And I think that you guys, we're, we're all hoping we'll see more progress with that.
0: Yeah, I, I just want to say, Jeff Hobson, okay, is like my hero. I just want you to know that, Emily. I was reading Jeff Hobson before John was born. Mm-hmm. Okay, so no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Like there was a time where all there was was Jeff Hobson. That was the all the all the news you had about the Bengals. And unfortunately, I lived uh, you know, for a long time. I've been away from Cincinnati, and so I, I you know, I, the only basically, and and he's such a brilliant writer. He's such a brilliant writer, such a great writer. So for I don't know how many decades I've been reading Jeff Hobson. Basically, this is all to say: Can you please tell him to come on our show?
1: <laughs> I'm sure he would love to come on the show.
0: <laughs> He's That'd going on the great. Locked
1: On Bengals podcast tonight. For anybody of your listeners that oh. want to listen to him over there, the no- well, the
0: number is... two
2: Bengals podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <they> are, because we're <laughs> actually
0: yeah. I I mean I hope he knows that we're the number one Bengals podcast. But uh, that's yeah, that's okay. It's okay. I mean, you want to help all the you know the the up the, the startup uh, podcast too. And <laughs> I, under- I understand that. You know, Emily. Another question that we had was about. Look, the Bengals, like I said, have been way more active in the community since, you know, Elizabeth Blackburn came, and since you came. And we saw the very, uh, you know, powerful statement in front of the National Underground Railroad Museum. One Reddit user stumbled upon a, unfortunately, a white supremacist kind of message board about the Bengals. I don't want to say what they said, but it, it was offensive and childish. So we know the Bengals are now supporting, again, Bernie, feel the burn, the black-owned apparel line, making Bengals custom line. And what, what else are they going to do to be more active in the community and help people of color feel more accepted? Because, as you know, the demographics, the nature of the region where most of the Bengals fans come from is perhaps at a disadvantage when it comes to some diversity issues and understanding
1: them. Yeah, I'll first start by going and plugging Black Owned, and we've worked very closely with Means Cameron over there to create this awesome retail line that includes a jacket, a t-shirt, a bag, and a tracksuit and all kinds of stuff. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out, you should. And it was designed with the mindset of creating a conversation, creating a line that appealed to a diverse audience and knowing that when people would see each other wearing those clothes, that it'd be like, hey, let's have the conversation. You're a Bengals fan. I'm a Bengals fan. Let's all realize we're all part of one community. And I think I've been lucky enough to be a part of our positive community impact committee. So I've been in the conversations that our organization from ownership to the players, coaches have had, is we've really talked through how we want to make an impact to end racism. And I've you know, I think what our players really important is obviously oftentimes there's a financial contribution that goes along with it to help programs get the funding that they need. But they also want to donate their time and to watch our players really take it as serious as they they have and to understand that they have unique perspective, but also a platform. And I know, you know, Trey Hopkins was the one that uh, him and Joe Burrow obviously read the speech in front of the, the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center. But one of the big programs that he's involved in is working to, on implicit bias, that biases exist for people and how to make people more aware of those. And another great program that we've worked on, and obviously COVID got in the way a little bit of it this year, but we're looking forward to really having the full program back is it's called the Dive Right Program. And it's a like flag football program that also includes conversations ahead of time with police officers, players, and just various people to really just make sure that the dialogue is happening. And I'll just end by saying that the locker room for me, I'm like, again, lucky enough to be around all these players, but it's the most diverse group of people in, in any setting when you think about it, but they all come together for one common goal. And I wish that if everybody could have that approach, you know, I think trying to have what we have here in this locker room and kind of bring it into the entire community, like that's what's gonna make our city, our country, everything, the world just a better place.
0: Beautifully spoken. Really, I was I was touched. I would say this I think that Marvin Lewis being the head coach was a big step forward for understanding in the community. And I think the next step forward might be hiring a general manager from a person, you know, people of color. I think think that would just make such a, a loud message clear to everybody. So what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether it'll be a person of color. I think right now, Duke Tobin is our GM. He doesn't have the title of it, but he essentially has all of the functions Of a GM. And so, you know, that's obviously where we stand right now from that position.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I mean, I know that he's like the head of the scouting and all that. But okay. So he is basically the general manager. Okay. Great. So look, I have one more question from Reddit that I want to ask. And it comes from XE Kilroy. Again, very strange name, but it's Reddit. And the question is about the new uniforms. And I will just say, Emily, I love the new uniforms, they look great. I love their stripes. I do. I love the simplicity. How do you know what they look like, man? Well, you, you, You've seen them, Emily, right? On eBay, the picture, right? You haven't seen them. You haven't seen the new... The director of communications has not seen the new uniforms.
1: All I can say is I know there's a lot of excitement around the uniforms and that it's been fun to see all the various mock-ups that are out there and, you know... Whether or not there's the uniforms, whether they're out there or not, I don't know. Uh, But what I am excited about is when we get closer to releasing the uniforms, we've got a lot of really fun content tied to it. And I'm really looking forward to in a couple of weeks when we do the player photo shoot for it and really just seeing players in our new uniforms for the first time. And I think that there's gonna be a big rollout and a lot of excitement when they are officially released and everybody gets to see
0: uniform look like. Yeah, I'm talking about the unofficial release. So the unofficial release that we saw, you know, from the eBay photo, I loved it. I'm just telling you, if you if my opinion counts, and if as they claim, I am an inside man for the Bengals, I'm a puppet, whatever that means, if that is true, I approve. I like, I I really like the orange color that you guys chose. It, it you know, I think it's 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 more football-y right? Less Halloweeny, more footbally. matches the helmet. I love the simplicity. And I would just say this, Emily. I don't know if, you, if it's too late to slap these on there, but I, I took a poll. And I think everybody basically wants to see the tiger back. The tiger that we had was in 1997 to 2003, I think. The Leaping Tiger? Oh, man. Beautiful. Well, we had the Leaping Tiger in like the 60s or 70s. But this one from the late 90s, Emily, that is probably the most beautiful piece of art I've ever seen. I put it everywhere. I have it everywhere in my house. I don't I don't understand. I don't understand why we can't have it. Which t- Are you talking about a real
1: tiger or the tiger logo? No, the tiger logo on no, the jerseys. A
2: real tiger, is a, that's a whole other conversation. I think we used we, to have you know, a real tiger.
0: We used <laughs> yeah. to have yeah. a real tiger. We're not yeah. allowed and to do then, that anymore. And then, no, because Ho-ji, Hoji started the movement. <laughs> Thank you, Hoji. But we used to have the tiger. But yeah, we had the tiger the the logo and we had on the on the on the on the sides and it was beautiful. It was so beautiful.
1: Yeah, I think the thing with like a tiger logo is there's a lot of schools on the high school, college, professional level that have a tiger logo. And so for us, you know, with the Bengals B, it's something that is unique to us and when people see it, they know it represents the Bengals. And so, you know, we do have a secondary logo that is a tiger head that we use on certain aspects, whether it's from a graphic standpoint, or from a merchandise standpoint. So there is still a tiger logo that is out there. But but yeah, the Bengals B is something that is unique to us. And that's, that's one of the reasons that I think it it resonates with people.
0: Beautifully, beautifully said, again, wow, wow, the Bengals, I want to say how fortunate, I want to emphasize how fortunate they are to have you, Emily. Because, I mean, really, really, I mean, what a talented team. And may may I also say, I mentioned Jeff Hobson. I love Dan Hort. I love his voice. I love his personality. And love him. Love him. Also, please bring him on our show. Can you do that (laughs) for me? Can you direct him to communicate with me somehow? (laughs) Emily.
1: We'll have to work on that.
0: Okay. And of course, all the players and coaches too. And, and Mike <laughs> Brown. I really want Mike Brown on the show. I think he will love it. <laughs> you know, it's there's no. I mean, honestly, it's just a. It's a free app. You just click Streamyard. It just brings you right to the show. He's going to love it. He's going to love it. Please bring him on the show. And woo, that was a lot, John. Any more questions from you?
2: No, I think he covered it all, man.
0: Okay, so for John Sheeran and our very special guest. Emily Parker. I am Daddy MacDook. Please subscribe and leave a five-star review. We will see you next time. So long, as Bye.
1: <laughs> what does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it.